by the Freedom Times News Hour uh, newspaper. I'm Patricia Aiken. Mr. Don Wassel is here, the founder and editor of the Freedom Times. Howdy, Don. Hi, Patricia. How are you doing today? Awesome. Awesome. Uh, happy to be here. Uh, and uh, listen, I'd love to have everyone join us at the freedomtimes.chattango.com. And I want to let you know the call-in number today is 512-248-8252. So um, can you believe that it's the, the ninth anniversary of the Bundy Ranch? I call it the stand-up. Nine years. That means you've been on the mainland. You've been back in uh, back east that long. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Uh, I uh, moved from Nevada back to Pennsylvania at the uh, very end of 2013. And I guess all the fireworks started, what, when was it? I guess April of 2014, right? Right, right. Right, just this weekend. It was April 12th, um, but this it was on a Saturday, so it was yesterday that that all went down. So, amazing. Really amazing. Ten years have gone by. But listen, before we talk about that, I think it'd be um, really important to talk about the M, uh, the messenger RNA technology that they're, go- they're starting to inject into beef. They've already found it in beef in the supermarkets because that doesn't come from the U.S., most of it, even though it has a USDA stamp on it. But, um, yeah, it's just horrific that they're going to be um, putting – Don, you refuse to roll up your sleeve for those people, so now they're going to put it in your food. Yeah, they're relentless, aren't they? It's just uh, – to me, it's pathetic that when you still – still, at least in Pennsylvania, and I think it's that way throughout the country um, – when you go see a doctor or you go to the hospital, you still have to wear that silly mask. I mean, what, what, uh, how much more could the medical profession discredit itself and still continuing this farce? I mean, it's just so ridiculous. Absolutely. And there's been no less than 15 studies in the last 45 years showing the complete ineffectiveness of masks. Completely oh, yeah. ineffective. Well, even so Fauci, just, that's what Fauci said originally. Then, of course, he backtracked because yeah. he's just a shill, a very rich shill. But, yeah. That they weaponized medicine like they've weaponized everything else. We live in a country now where the every institution is, every field of study has been weaponized against the American people. Yeah, it's shocking. It really, it, I, I think we've had this conversation before, but it, it bears repeating. Did you ever think it would get this bad this fast? Yeah, no, it's un- unimaginable. Yeah. Unimaginable. It's it's worse than any kind of science fiction book or movie that I'm aware of. And it's kind of ironic, too, that it all intensified after Trump was elected president. I mean, he was elected in large part by promising to drain the swamp, as we all know, and lock up Hillary Clinton and do a lot of other things that his supporters wanted. But after he was elected, he did almost none of those things. Um, and, of course, his supporters will say, that uh, he was, he didn't have a chance. He was just sort of subsumed by the by the swamp instead of draining it himself. And you know, we can go back and forth on that. Trump is kind of a uh, an enigma in a lot of ways. And uh, of course, he's running now, and he's the front runner, and he's also facing jail time. It's crazy. But at any rate, after he got in there, the left uh, they just tripled down on what they were trying to do. Hillary Clinton was supposed to be uh, triumphantly elected in 2016. That didn't happen. They became infuriated. They started laying out their game plan for a color revolution in this country even before the election, and it's just 
been going on ever since. And in the meantime, we've lost ground day after day after day, including the entire four years that Donald Trump was the president. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I saw it pick up speed after Obama was elected that fall. I, I saw it just go into overdrive, and then it's it, you just think it can't go any faster. And yeah, it's 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 war, operation Operation Warp Speed. Remember, Trump was bragging about that. Well, that's what's yeah. actually happened. We've had warp speed communism take over this country. Yeah, it's amazing. The Bolsheviks are uh, are running strong right now. So listen, I just you know this mRNA mRNA thing is very disturbing because um, somebody um, and hope, hopefully Richard will call in today sometime. We can talk about this. He sent me an article. And I know I've been reading about this. They're, they've been experimenting with it in Australia. But they're not only injecting it into meat, but also have the uh, technology that they're putting into plants. So they want it in everything we eat. And if beef cows are being injected with it, well, then milk cows can't be far behind. And so that means all the milk will be contaminated, all the cheese will be contaminated. And um, and so there's, a, there's really, as I put a, a, a good link to how to remove graphene oxide because that uh, seems to be the, the component that's so damaging in the messenger RNA technology and how to remove that. And they're using glutathione to do it, which is important. That uh, is also important with being able to metabolize and get heavy metals out of your system. So graphene oxide is a metal. So um, I think that's important. But you don't have to buy that beef. There's other beef available, and hopefully pretty soon we'll be talking to Jason Rick from Rick Ranches in Colorado. Um, he's with the Beef Initiative, but he doesn't – if you live in Colorado, oh, you are so lucky. You can um, – it's great. You can you can get his beef if you live on the Western Slope or in the Front Range in Denver. Uh, and it's Rick Ranches. That's W-R-I-C-H ranches.com, and um, they sell excellent beef. Um, absolutely no antibiotics, no vaccines, clearly no mRNA in it. Um, and it's dry age. So you're getting more for your money. It is more expensive, but, uh, the people that buy it wouldn't have it any other way. And you can buy it with Bitcoin. So if you live in Colorado, you can do that. Beefinitiative.com is another, uh, one-stop shop where you can pick the region that you want your beef from. There's several producers there that, that won't have any mRNA, uh, in their in their beef and goodranchers.com and my friend Richard turned me on to them and he got their beef and he's raving about it and I know he grew up um, in a ranching community so he knows good beef and he says it's the best beef he's had in a long time and nourishbynature.us nourishbynature.us that's Gabe Brown's son Paul that's his label and so I wrote, I sent them a message asking him but I, I don't believe they vac- they vaccinate because they use um they've regenerated the land and they have really healthy soils and stuff so they they wouldn't need to so uh, I would think they'd be a safe bet but they they have a phone number call them up and ask them so those are um so those are some places for for good beef that's safe uh, Amos Miller I'm not sure I know he's um, still selling his beef and but I'm not sure if you have to live in the area to get it or if you or where he ships it. So that would be another place that doesn't, um, yeah, that's safe, safe to buy beef. And so I'm going to hammer away on grow your own vegetables at this point too. Sure. 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 And go, go to farm. Yeah. The weather warming up too, uh, in, in the country, the places where we've had winter, uh, I mean, farmers markets will be opening up soon and people have to really work at it now to find wholesome food because these Monsanto and these other big ag, uh, pharma, whatever you want to call them, corporate mega corporations, they don't even have to label uh, when they genetically modify food. I mean, which is insane. I mean, even in Europe, it has to be identified, but not in this country. You have no idea a lot of times if you're eating something that's genetically modified or not. I mean, just the, to me, just the whole thought of eating genetically modified anything is repulsive. And But then every day, you know, you read more. Um, just the other day, I, I posted something on AmericanFreedomNews.us about the FDA, good old FDA, has now approved lab-grown chicken. So lab-grown chicken, fake chicken, whatever the heck it's made out of, it's soon going to be in restaurants. It's going to be in your chicken McNuggets and 
at the grocery store and everywhere else, just like fake beef is about ready to make its debut. And of course, that's all until they can get us just eating bugs and crickets. That's uh, you know down the line a few years yet, I guess. But it's just there's no. It's just amazing that these big accumulations of of financial wealth can do whatever they want to. I mean, there's no accountability. Just like the government doesn't have any accountability when it commits crimes. I mean, these you got the the worst of all worlds here. You've got out of control big pharma and, and mega corporations in conjunction with a corrupt extreme left wing government. And the uh, the combination of that is sort of hell for most Americans. You know, what what you can say about totalitarianism or what's called authoritarianism, let's be nice and even though this country is going totalitarian. But uh there was a lot of people they don't know the difference between communism and Nazism or fascism. They're both totalitarian-oriented systems, but at least, in fa- and I'm not endorsing fascism, I don't believe in any kind of authoritarian or totalitarian government, but at least in fascism, when you had big business and government working together, such as in Italy and, and such as in Germany, the idea was to, they worked together in ways that helped the people of those countries, helped the Italian people, helped the German people. What we have in this country is just the worst of communism, really. It's It's the big corporations doing a lot of the heavy lifting in conjunction with government to level everybody, to bring us all down, to impoverish us, to manipulate us, to even to make us transhuman. That's what all this transsexual religion worshiping is about now. It's to bring us down, uh, dumb us down, and change us, everything about us. That's part of the experimental uh, vaccines going around, too. So, so they can, the ones that they allow to live, those of us uh, that aren't depopulated, they're going to. They're gonna have, we're going to be like putty in their hands. They're going to just play around with us and make us part human, part robot, part whatever they want to. But we'll be 100% slave. You can you can count on that. Yeah, well, I'm looking at a good for a good stack and pack right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they want to do. Just herd us all into the cities where they can control us in their 15 minute cities. Keep it keep keep an eye on the goyim. Right. Keep an right. eye on the goyim. You own nothing and be thrilled about it. That's right. Exactly right. So, oh, man, I'm getting a little feedback here. It says, now we're breaking up. I hope that's just on your end, John, that you're, uh, you're telling us. Let's, um, can we take a trip down memory lane to um, the, the Bundy Ranch? Sure. Do you want to open up the uh, call-in line? Sure. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Come on. Come on, everybody. Call in 512-248-8252. We're going to start a start a conversation here about, you were first hand um, witness patricia i mean you could you know what happened as well as anyone this side of the bundy so you know yeah please uh tell us what you your impressions what you think of it now all these years later well you know it's an, it's an interesting thing um don how misunderstood it is and i have to tell you that i got my education firsthand from ryan bundy we spent many hours with him uh a man that i met uh, one day up there when I was delivering some food and, and um, doing some logistics uh, for the folks that were still camped up there, I met a man named Jim Marshon, and he had a he has a water and ice business uh, where he has kiosks set up that you can go buy buy ice. And so uh, he was he invited me to come with him when he was delivering ice up there one day, and we would stop and get like sometimes like 600 pounds of ice to take up there because after April comes May and June and, you know, July and very hot weather, as you know, in Nevada. So we were bringing ice up. And so he did a video um, recording uh, and Ryan Bundy told, told the whole story from start to finish. And so that's why I, I had a jump on understanding things. And I think even a lot of people, anybody that was there at the standoff outside of the Bundy family really didn't know, what was going on. They just knew it was wrong that the federal government was uh, shooting a man's cattle and burying them in mass graves and then threatening the family. The Bundys couldn't even let their children out for, um, oh, it, it, it was it was weeks, weeks before they could um, let their children outside to play the grandkids. And if you've ever been to the Bundy house, I mean, sometimes uh, – the, the front yard is filled with, with little blonde children. I mean, and, and they're all, nobody's crying. Nobody's fussing. I mean, they don't vaccinate from what I can tell. And, uh, and it's amazing. So not being able to let the children out to play was just 
incredible because they had snipers on all the hills around them. Oh, geez. Yeah, it, and this it was, was a family. They'd been on. They'd been on that land for generations, and uh, and Cliven was in his seventies. So I mean, it was just, it was done in such a hand. It was going to, uh, you know, bring about a lot of sympathy. And fortunately, a lot of people uh, came from all parts of the country. Not all of them with good intentions, though, right? Oh yeah. Well, they had. You know, you're not going to have a group of anything without the feds. The feds are going to send in imposters. I think the latest count with the on, on the J six uh, Proud Boys. As I read, 40, um, 40 undercover agents, 40 informants within the Proud Boys. <laughs> and, they, yeah, it, yeah. and so their story was they, they sent the, the the federal agents that they sent in there, not the people with the tanks and SWAT teams and stuff, but they told them to, to go stop by a, a thrift store and, and dress like the dress like the protesters. Right. And so. I'll back up. The history of the BLM is is pretty fascinating. The Bureau, not the Black Lives Matter one, the Bureau of Land Mismanagement, as I call them, is they um they were originally there and they came to the ranchers and uh, and there were 15 ranchers in Clark County at the time, and they came to them and said, Hey, tell you what, why don't you do this? Why don't you give us so much per head of cattle? And it wasn't very much. It wasn't more than like twelve dollars a head or so, you know, maybe fifteen something like that per head of cattle, and we'll only take 12% in management fees, and we'll give the rest of that back to you for range improvements. Like Don say, this this time you need some new corrals built. Okay, so we'll take the, the money this quarter and put it into corrals for you. And then next quarter, maybe Clive and Bundy needed some new water infrastructure, no, new, um, you know, whatever you need for water out there. So we give the money to him, and then next time it'll be something maybe a little more than me that I would need the third and fourth quarter to get my work done. And everyone thought that was a good idea, that they just kind of pool their money and help everyone build up the range. Uh, and, and so that sounded like a good idea. Well, like um, like Ronald Reagan said, you know, the mo- most dangerous words in the English language is I'm from the government and I'm here to help. And so eventually they um, they stopped taking your money unless you agreed to sign these, these – um, grazing uh, rights and they t- tried to tell Clive and Bundy that, he, that he, they weren't going to um, work with them because he had too many cattle and he said no I don't have too many cattle and so he wouldn't sign it and they found they brought in a range expert from uh, from Utah um, University there in Utah I think I forget the name of the university and he came down and he surveyed the ranch for for a week and he said no you don't have too many cattle as a matter of fact you, you have room for a lot more and so then they said, well, you may be endangering the desert tortoise. So that, that's how it went. But the BLM was originally there to help people. But then what they started to do, they started taking the money that those ranchers were paying in um, to the BLM, and they started using it to buy out the ranchers. And so they, they, would, they would, for pennies on the dollar, they weren't even getting as much as their ranch houses were worth, much less all their, their grazing rights. And these rights, uh, they're they're a real. It's like real property. They have water rights and range rights, and uh, you know they've been handed down. They can be sold. It's it's a real negotiable instrument, and they've been you know for almost a hundred years or more that the Bundys have had theirs. So how it came to a head is that this a group called the Center for Biologic Diversity, a guy named Karen Suckling, and I have to, I'm ashamed to say that I just kind of lost it one day in front of the, the federal courthouse and cussed him out good. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I could. I came unglued right in front in this police, you know, surveillance going on there and everything. I, I didn't care. I, I just had enough. What they did is they told the BLM, you get Bundy's cattle off that land or we're going to we're going to sue you, the BLM. So that's what started the whole thing. And people don't understand range rights in Nevada are what's called um, fence-out laws. If you don't want my cow overeating your petunias, we'll come back after the break and finish this. Consider this. Dead people see only what they want to see. And frankly, most of us are still dead. Let me give you the lessons of gold and five easy lessons. 
Number one, don't buy it because you need to make money. You buy gold because you need to protect the money you already have. Don't ever look at the price as a barrier. Look at it as an incentive. Number three, don't buy its paper pretenders. We talked about that a lot. Buy gold. Buy the real thing in the form of coins and bullion. Fourth, don't fall prey to glitzy television or Facebook ads. Do your due diligence instead. And that's what I try to provide you with and have for 26 and a half years on the air. And 30 years in this profession. Fifth, don't allow naysayers to divert your interest. Allow yourself the right to protect your interest as you see fit. Jeff Bennett here. One of the ways you can do that is to contact Kettle Moraine Limited. Contact me by calling or texting me at 602-799-8214. 602-799-8214. You can also email me at kettlemoraineltd at cox.net. Let me help you protect your wealth and your family today. Once again, call or text us at 602-799-8214 or visit our website, sierramadrepreciousmetals.com. Be glad to help you out. Be glad to answer your questions. That's what we're here for. No pressure. Just good, hard, common sense. The decision then becomes up to you. In times like these, you can't depend on the government to keep you warm and fed. But you can depend on the Vermont Bun Baker to do just that. With the Vermont Bun Baker, you'll never be in a situation where you can't cook, bake, fry, boil water, or heat your home all at the same time. One of the most revolutionary cook stoves, wood stoves ever, the Vermont Bun Baker is available with or without soapstone veneer, a natural stone that retains heat and radiates it back into the room once the fire is out. A beautiful addition to your home, the Vermont Bun Baker has an efficiency rating well above 75% and qualifies for the wood stove tax credit. For more information, watch the Vermont Bun Baker on YouTube and live stream or visit us at www.vermontwoodstove.com. You can also reach us by calling 1-866-SOAPSTONE. Don't ever be hungry or cold because the power's gone out. With a Vermont Bun Baker, all you have to worry about is what's for dinner. News Hour. I'm Patricia Aiken with Don Wassel. We're uh, sponsored by the Freedom Times newspaper and AmericanFreedomNews.us. We're talking about the Bundy Ranch, something that happened nine years ago this weekend. So, Don, as I, before the break, we were talking about fence outlaws, and this is this is what happened. The um, the Lake Mead had dried up and created um, in the bed down in Overton. All these weeds had grown up in it, and the Bundy cattle said, oh, look, a new salad bar in town. And so they kind of drifted down there, and the other fences and stuff that people had had fallen into disrepair. And so there was there was no violation there. And um, and actually, range rights are, are built on beneficial use. And so no one was using the Gold Butte uh, acreage. It was just sitting, you know, sitting. So the fact that the Bundys could, could graze it, there was no violation there whatsoever except that the federal government had ruled against him and said, you need to remove your cattle. And he had they, said, no, we don't recognize the federal government. Yeah, I mean, weren't they basically the only recalcitrant branching uh, family in Clark County? I mean, the rest had all more, more or less uh, taken a knee to what the BLM wanted, but the bunnies, were, they were the one holdout, right? That, that, yeah, there was a, a rancher by the name of Keith Nay, and he had stood with Cliven initially, but then he passed away, so Cliven was the only one left. Cliven well, you was know, the only one left. when I think back to that, you know, I wasn't there like you, but I mean, it's just, it was an inspiring thing the way it worked out. I mean, uh, you and I have talked about and others, I'm sure the vetting was not good because there were too many feds there. 
Um, but you have to live and learn, and you got to think outside the box, especially in the times we're in right now. People have to don't play into the Fed's playbook, which is to send tons of, like you said, informants. You know, whether it's the Proud Boys or the Bundy standoff or whatever, there's going to be Feds there. So you have to understand that to begin with, and at least vet as well as you can. But when I think about it, though, it was so heroic. I mean, we had not had a victory, the good guys, for so long in this country. And you think back to scenes of the face-off, and there were all the you know, the people there on their horses and U.S. flags. And, I mean, it was just, I mean, it was so inspiring. And then you could see the bad guys with their guns hiding behind their pickup trucks or SUVs or whatever. And they eventually just, they took, you know, tucked tail and, and ran. And it was, it was a glorious thing at the time, was it not? Oh, I, it still makes me cry when I see the footage. But to see what went into it, attacking Ammon with dogs and then tasering him, he got tased three times. I mean, that's a strong man that, can get tased and not go down. I'm telling you, I was I was impressed by that. But they also threw um, his aunt Margaret Clyburn's sister to the to the ground. She's a she's a grandmother and a cancer survivor, and they picked her up from behind and threw her to the ground. I mean, it was just that that that's what got people out there. When people saw that footage from uh, in his his talk um, on that Wednesday, people said, "Oh, we better get out there." And people from every state in the union came. And we're there on that Saturday. And it was it was inspiring. It, it really was. And people from, you know, someone from, uh, I believe he was from Denmark. No, I think it was Norway. Actually called and ordered pizzas in Bunkerville to be delivered to the Bundys when they saw all the people there. <laughs> was that possible? I mean, were there yeah, pizza, just, was there a pizza restaurant nearby? Yeah, there's a pizza place, and uh, it, it, but they finally said they because they were getting so many calls that you got to come pick them up. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it it was something. But you know, in in the criminality that went into this, Dan Love was the, the BLM thug in charge, and he was. Um, I'll tell you what a classy guy he is. He used to send his staff photos of his morning bowel movement, and mm. also photos of his girlfriend's um, privates. That's what kind of classy guy he was. He was the original laptop from hell. And he had promised that if he was ever under investigation, that that laptop would disappear. And it certainly did. And what was what did he do? For maybe, his, he gave um, it, maybe he passed it along to Hunter Budden. Yeah, may, yeah may, may, maybe Hunter has it. I don't know. Yeah, that could be. That could be. But, you know, they, they, this was a total setup. And they had um, the, depart- the DOJ attorneys uh, were there on scene. Uh, and, and the setup, if you've seen any of the, the footage from it, Dan Love is saying, no, he needs Ammon. He needs Ammon to come and, and pull the pin to, to let the cows out. They didn't want anyone else to do it. He, he had to have a Bundy do that. That was a setup. But there were lots of other people that had been happy to do it. And you know what? Eric Parker and Scott Drexler and Steve Stewart, they went to ju- you remember the scene of the, of the guy in a plaid shirt laying on the bridge with his, with his long gun through the the Jersey barriers, right? Someone's laying there. That's Eric Parker. Scott Drexel was a little further down and Steve Stewart was just walking around. Eric and, and Scott didn't have a shot. As a matter of fact, in, in court, they tried to get the judge to approve the jury to go out and examine the area. Cause then they could see, we didn't even have a shot. We weren't threatening them. They were just laying there defensively because they were saying we have been authorized to shoot you know, we've been authorized to use lethal force, you know, move off the bridge, all that kind of nonsense. And so these people were kidnapped for two years. And Steve Stewart was just walking around going, what the heck? I mean, if anybody starts shooting, we're, we're, we're all toast. There's a bunch of snipers up behind us. And that was probably one of the lowest day in, um, in American um, judicial history. Uh, we reached a new low when Judge Navarro pulled Eric Parker off the stand because he said, I looked up into my left. Hey, we've got a caller. It's Richard from Nevada. Richard, welcome to the Freedom Times News Hour. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, 
And uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. American Freedom News is your daily website that will keep you fully informed on what both the good guys and bad guys are doing in the information war in which we are all engaged. Fed up with the lies of the fake news media and the censorship of big tech giants? American Freedom News is the solution as we provide truth and knowledge on all the vital issues of the day. American Freedom News believes in America first. The establishment wants us split into numerous hostile groups rather than uniting in a common cause against the corrupt oligarchy that is plundering America and the world. Many more Americans are waking up and realizing they are the victims of the ongoing Great Replacement and Great Reset. But the malevolent forces trying to systematically destroy America can and will be defeated. Be fully informed by reading American Freedom News, the best news and information site on the Internet. Go to AmericanFreedomNews.us and find out for yourself. That's AmericanFreedomNews.us. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash rbn. Hey, we're back with the Freedom Times News Hour. I'm Patricia Aiken. Don Wassels here from the Freedom Times. And uh, we've got Richard. Uh, waiting online. Hey, Richard, how's the, how the heck are you? Good. How are you? I'm I'm doing great. So you were there. You were there that day. What brought you? To, what brought you to the Mundy Ranch that day? Um, I did. I wasn't there the first day. I uh, was down in Texas, and uh, when I heard about it, I drove on up from there. So I'm not sure. I think I got there like April nineteenth. Um, which was kind of significant, and actually maybe a couple days before that, in fact. But yeah, it was it was after seeing Waco, you know, and not doing a damn thing about it, you know. It's like I thought, you know, we're going to have another one of those, so I felt need to go up there. Good well, they people. had actually threatened the Bundys with Waco. They told oh, them, I "If didn't... you bring guns, it's going to be Waco." I don't doubt that one bit. You know, that came out in court. Yep. Yep. Yeah, now now um, they're trying to... Go ahead. I just wanted to ask you, before we go further into the Bundy thing, I know um, you've been on top of the mRNA technology that they're putting into beef. What's been your experience with with goodranchers.com? We're not advertising for them, but people are looking for a place to get clean meat. It's good meat too. Yeah, we got our first uh, shipment not too long ago, and they uh, it was had the best steak I've had in years. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. you, you stayed up. Yeah, they, we won't comply, so they're gonna, they're trying to kill us off with the vaccine now. So um, nothing you can't expect from the federal government these days. Um, yep, for the people and by the people. Yep. 
pretty pretty crazy. So uh, how long did you stay at the ranch, and, and what was your impression of, of what was going on there? I think 10 days total, but, um, yeah, they weren't uh, – yeah, 10 days. It uh, it was – I met the, some of the best people I've ever met in my life, every one of them. So they um, – they, uh, we were just watching out, see whether they're coming back. That's all. That's and, right, uh, and that that had been the plan that they were going to leave and then come back. Mm-hmm. That that came that came up in in discovery as well. So you were right to stay. Yeah, we. Um, yeah, I was uh, sitting in front of the ranch on uh, Easter, and um, kids were playing in the yard. And Cliven told us later that was the first time he was able to let him out of the house, you know, and feel safe about it. So it was wow. something to see. Really? Yep, out playing in the yard and laughing and first time. So it was the story I was told. Uh, like I said, I wasn't there at the beginning of it and uh, was that the snipers were outflanked by the militia. And Melissa just stood up and let them know they were there, and they knew they were in a in a in a pickle. So, yeah, it was it was a amazing time. Actually, took a lot of courage. Took a lot of courage for those uh, the militia and the patriots to stand their ground, knowing they were up against some pretty fearsome firepower. Absolutely, you at the very least, their lives would have been destroyed, and. And we saw how they tried to do it to the to the client, uh, the Bundy. So, you know, two years in prison, then uh, release them due to exculpatory evidence. They were the prosecutors were hiding. So, yeah. So it was it was an amazing time in history. That's for sure. Well, I think um, I think it just shows that there's power with the people, and if we do, would just unite. If we would just be united about things, I think we could turn this around and, and create yep. something that, that we'd be proud of and happy to live in. Got to stick Absolutely. to it, though. You know, I mean, like that was a great victory, but then everybody sort of went back to what they were doing, and there hasn't been much anything since then. You know, it's it, it, we have to go on the offensive or at least counterattack and stay that way. We have to be motivated to roll up our sleeves and get involved and stay involved. You know, the left never relents. If they, if they have a setback, like, happened there in Bunkerville, uh, you know, they, they get mad about it, but they just come back twice as strong. And, you know, we have to be the same way because we have to realize what we're up against. Well, look, they waited, what, two years before they started arresting them? And then, you know, then held them in for two years and no medical care and, and abused them, like they're doing the January 6th prisoners. So, um, it's yeah, the playbook. Well, you, Richard, you were there at the the, fir- the first anniversary barbecue, um, and uh, were you just amazed by how many feds were sitting around? Oh yeah, absolutely. But you kind of expect that going into that, you know. You know, they're in, every group's been infiltrated. I mean, they've been doing that since Black Panthers, Martin Luther King, everything else. So yeah, you just expect that, that the, there's feds in there. So. And I found out recently that to become a special agent, you have to have two com- confidential human sources like Ray F, that type of guys. And so they use they use people that are compromised and keep them compromised and put them on the payroll. Sort of like our politicians. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly like that. Exactly. 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 So, you know, I I don't think everybody really understood the the issues that were going on because it was, you know, it just happened so quickly. Uh, Mm -hmm. People in in Nevada, I don't know, on the news, I I remember I was at a job one time and I said something about the Bundys and the woman said, oh, I hate the Bundys. And I go, really? I actually know that. She goes, oh, I'm so sorry. And I said, no. I like it when people say that. Then I get to explain, chance to explain things to them. So, uh, Harry Reid, you were a domestic terrorist, yep, or a domestic tourist, as he as they say. I heard a funny story 
from a local in uh, that area that knew uh, Harry's brother. And when um, uh, Harry ended up with that bruise on his face and everything, that I heard that uh, his brother knocked him out and was afraid he was going to get arrested by Secret Service. So he was kind of on the run. And it was, I wouldn't doubt it a bit, but um, he, yeah, no, they were, they're, they're just as bad as ever. They, FBI's been compromised since day one. So, so. Well, you know, the, the land surrounding the, the, Bun- the Bundy Ranch uh, was owned by Reed Bunkerville, LLC. And the other land was owned by the BLM, which isn't supposed to own any land. Right. And it was all just a setup because they wanted to put that solar energy development in. And they want to use the desert tortoises. But if you want to see endangered species, where do you go? You go to a ranch. That's where you're going to see them because they have the water infrastructure for those animals. And you'll see yep. them all there. Yep. Am I, am I right? Yeah. I, I also heard secondhand, supposedly uh, Harry's brother told this guy I know um, that the reason Yucca Mountain was held up uh, was because – uh, it would interfere with uh, Harry's investments. So I don't doubt it. He was crooked as hell. How much of Nevada is owned or controlled by the federal government? Isn't it something like 80%, something outrageous? 80, 83%, I think. Yeah, so the western states, really, I mean, what's the difference between that and being a colony? I mean, I don't really see any difference. No, no. Well, that's what Cliven always complained about, that he was treated like a territory. And you can see in the um, in the IRS uh, paperwork and stuff that when a state becomes a state, uh, that it, it actually isn't called the state anymore. It's called the territory. And I've seen that in some other law, too. Yeah, I mean, it's just absolutely incredible. And the fact that they ha- they put up an area for protesters that <laughs> didn't have an entrance. Yeah, free speech, though. <laughs> Yeah. Out in the middle of nowhere. Out in the middle of nowhere, too. Yeah, yeah. And I remember Cliven holding up that sign when he when he came out of federal federal prison that day. Came out of the courthouse. It's <laughs> yeah, pretty good. But you How's know, from there, How's Cliven? How's the patriarch these days? Do you know? Uh, you know, I I didn't see him the last time I was in Vegas. I, I got busy, and um, but the last time I stopped in, he he, he was doing fine, and um, yeah, doing doing well. Good. He's been through so much. I mean, you know, it's unbelievable. That whole family, what they've been through is just sickening. Yeah, you know, and the, the person that I'm most amazed by is Carol Bundy. She's a, she's amazing. She'll always have a smile. I mean, no matter how things are, you can always count on Carol. And they go, Carol, how do you do it? She'll always go home and cry. So, yeah. But I don't know. The, the chaos up there, at the, the 10 days that you were there, Richard, I mean, I, I told Carol, good thing you're used to the chaos of a big family, because if it was me, I'd call the BLM and call them to come back. I mean, it, it was fruits, nuts, and flakes. Did you, I know you, we met excellent people and then also met some uh, some of the feds, some of the infiltrators. And you could tell who they were because they were the troublemakers. Do you agree? Oh, we lost Richard. Okay, maybe he'll call back in. What about the, uh, what was the, Patricia, what was the name of that, uh, the husband and wife there in uh, Oregon that, that were persecuted? That, uh, uh, Dwight, Dwight and Susie Hammond. It's Dwight and Stephen Hammond. Yeah. The game yeah, was another one. He was out, an elderly man, and what, his uh, so-called crime was what, having a controlled burn that wasn't approved or something like that, right? No, no, it was approved. He, he called the he called the sheriff, and it, you know that's how you're supposed to do it here when you're having a controlled burn. Called the sheriff, told him they were supposed to do it, but there was another burn that was set on their property. Okay, hey Richard, you back? Yeah, I hate okay. this damn iPhone. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> hey, we're ta- we're talking about the the Hammond case right now, and about the what? the horseshoe shaped fire that was set around their winter grazing. That was set by a BLM agent, as I recall. And that's what came out in their case. But they were being sent back. They was being sent back to prison for, for five years, uh, even after they'd already served time for that. It was just another cooked up thing. I mean. Right. Yeah. And they were another all-American family, too. I, I, there was a documentary on it was actually sympathetic to the Hammonds. Um, 
can't think of the name of it now, but it was it was on it was shown by DirecTV and Dish, and it was on uh, actually on on cable, and then I can't think of the name, but it was, but yeah, it was heartbreaking, especially the wife because the husband was in prison, but uh, you know she was. She was one of those Americans that believed in God and the flag and apple pie, and she was probably a great mom. And she was just, she was, it was, you could just see, I mean, she was just so hurt and sad by what had been done to her and her, her husband and their, their land. I mean, it was just, just to persecute people like good people like that is just, uh, it's beyond the pale. But unfortunately, it just happens all the time and more and more. Well, well that happened to all the ranches in the area. What they did is they opened up some, um, uh, water, I forget how it was set up, and they flooded them out and then bought up their ranchers' pennies on the dollar. Is that what you remember, Richard? Yeah, yeah, and, and they did the same to Wayne Hage, you know, in Nevada. And uh, what they, how they do it, and I mean, I've heard they've just in the Nevada alone that uh, five thousand water rights have been stolen. And what they did is cut off the graze to his uh, water. Um, and there was plenty of water up there, tons of water, and in so that he couldn't get water to his cattle. So it's that's how they steal the land, the health, and the water rights, and everything else. They've done it all over the country. But, so. You know, the the Hages won their case. The Cages yeah, yeah. won their case. I've got to, um, and so um. Yeah, the further, but, they, but then I knew I knew yeah. something was up. And actually, the judge in the, in the Hage case said the BLM had co- committed a laundry list of felonies against the Hages, and they have like millions of dollars coming from the uh, the court of settlements that they were never paid. And then I knew something was up because right before um, the Bundys were arrested, Gloria Navarro reversed the Hage case. So I go, uh-oh, so, something's going on here. And just days later is when the, the Bundys were, were all arrested and LaVoy Finnegan was shot and all that. Yeah, the sheriff, uh, they were going to confiscate Hage's cattle, too, and then the sheriff shut them down. But uh, and but just same thing. They, they don't care how many lives they destroy. They don't give a damn. They, they'll sell the land to China, do whatever they want to do with it. But uh, um, dealing with some sociopaths, every single one of them must be so. psychopaths. Well, if we'd said that once, uh, Don and I have said that a hundred times. That's really the key to understanding what's what's going. I mean, there's a lot of different factors, but if you want to look at the power structure, one thing almost all of them share in common is that they are psychopaths because you literally have to be a psychopath to rise to the top in, in this power structure or, or even want to. Who would even want to be a right. prominent politician in this corrupt, utterly corrupt, uh, fallen country? So, yeah, you've got to be somebody without a conscience at the very least. And I, 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 I'm convinced all these people don't even have souls because they don't even want us to have them. That's what a part of the Great Reset's all about. I mean, these are just the worst of the worst. Yep. And I don't know whether you ever saw. I, I, I couldn't tell if it was Gates, but the uh, uh, briefing on using vaccines to uh, uh, shut off the God factor of the brain, and they were talking about it in that instance and uh, using it to shut down Islamic extremists. Yeah, but I have no doubt that might be in the vaccine today. So, because read uh, the accounts. And one kid that was real religious before said that he couldn't feel God after getting the jab. So it's, yeah, wow. I don't even <laughs> Patricia, hey, Patricia, I mean, you were talking about buying meat, but beef through different sources. What else? I mean, you're a farmer. You know a lot about this stuff. What else should people, if they're putting this experimental <laughs> poison poison into the food supply what uh, should people out there listening now what are the some of the precautions they should take when it comes to getting food well, you know, i think i think rich is a, a, the person to ask that question too that's what his his degree is in um is in horticulture richard how do you feel okay. about that um i think they're going to contaminate all the food sources as they have happened already so uh people need to get together and organize locally neighborhoods uh towns counties state and 
develop an alternate food source. And yeah, they're and they're sticking some kind of vaccine into chickens now too. So if you buy chicks, unless it's from your neighbor, they're, uh, it'll be jabbed. So it they're trying to kill us all off. I mean, the military well, that's, contractors. That's, that's a good, that's a good idea. You know, I, I remember one of my neighbors said last year that we should all get together and, and talk about, um, you, you know, okay, I'll, I'll grow the tomatoes this year. I'll start the seeds. You start this, you start that, and then, then I'll share and, and, and do that. So I think I've got to call a meeting of all the gardeners in my area uh, to get that going. Hey, uh, Richard, stay with us. We've got a caller, Kenneth from Michigan. Kenneth, how you doing? How you doing? Great. Good. Thanks for your call. What's on your mind? Yeah, I, I- I'm sorry, I almost missed it. I just got up late, and I went on my computer, and I seen you emailed me. So, I, I was well, going to call you. This is Kenneth from Michigan. This is this is Kenny. Kenny, what's going on, dude? No, not much. How you doing? Good. Hey, you, you yes, were there. As a matter of fact, Pete Santilli used used your beautiful RV while he was there. I was thinking, Mom, things are going good for Pete Santilli. Then I found out it was yours. Right. That's how yeah. We first met. Right. But anyway, that the day of the standoff, I think, was the best day of my life, and I'm I'll be 79 now in May. But it, well, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, surp- I'm really surprised they didn't try to wake us. Yeah, they wanted to. Yep. Yeah, when I testified in court, me and the guy in Fox News, David Knight, there's five of us mm-hmm. that testified. They sent the jury out of the room. I don't know if you remember that or not. I do. Yeah. So, but it, it, why, why didn't why did why did they do that? Why did the, the jury get to hear what you had to say, Kenny? Because they because they were saying they was going to shoot us if we kept moving forward, and we kept moving forward. I was at the front gate with Alvin Bundy today when they was trying to get him to pull the pin on the gate. I was right there by him. That's right. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've seen I've seen you in those videos. Yeah, my so grandson. Kenny, you, 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 go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I said my grandson put out an article about it, about old man. He called me old man, saving our life. But it, last year in Victorville, California, he come out with some corruption up there, and, and four about four days later, he was dead. So I lost a grandson. Yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry about that. He was gang-stalked, wasn't he? And you're an expert on uh, on targeted individuals, and you've been one for a long time, haven't you? Yes, I have. And that's that's something that American people don't, don't quit invo- getting themselves involved in. They're getting ready now to do it to everybody, though. They want to they crash all the banks, make the money worth nothing, and it's going to make Bundy Ranch look like nothing what they're getting ready to do here. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm afraid you're correct. I never thought that I'd live today to to see this in our country, but I have. And I'm glad I did. I I want to know, what what did you see and when did you get to Bundy Ranch? What was it that said, I got to get out there? What happened with you? Well, I got there about probably four days before the standoff, and I was there for... I don't, we was there probably a couple of weeks all together. I don't know exactly, but we were there for a good while. We had the motor home up on the the flat part up there. You remember where it was at. And we right. stayed there. Then, then when Stuart Rhodes and Sheriff Matt come out there, and a lot of people think they're good people. I don't think so. You know, they said that they was going to drone strikers that night, and they was getting everybody out. You remember that? Yep. Oh uh, yeah, the night yeah. of the drone, we call it. Yeah, and, I think and, you're, Richard, you, you you were there that night. If right, you're still with yeah. us, because I know the next I know the next day, everyone took out their oath keepers cards and burned them. Yep. Yeah, Stewart was whoring around in Mesquite when uh, when that happened. He was long gone, and um, yeah, it was. We all remember it. They did send a couple drones over, just intimidating us couple times but um you know like the buddy next to me said he goes well that's faster than 
getting shot with a bullet. So, <laughs> so, so but yeah. Well, even even Sheriff Macklin, he's one to come out and say we got a plan to put the women up front, which I never heard nothing about no plan putting women and kids up front. If you watch that video that the guy from Fox News made, uh, that mm-hmm. that was a lie from Sheriff Mack. They never said we're going to put the women and kids up front. No, never. And and for for Richard Mack to to repeat that, I thought was unconscionable. I think he later yeah. apologized for it, but. I didn't know he ever apologized because anything he says, I don't listen to anything he says anymore. My my theory with him is send me thirty five dollars a month, and I'll give you a cap. You know. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, you you were you were a good friend of Pete Tilly, and somehow he turned on you, Kenny. What, what happened there? Yeah. Uh, that was that was up there after uh, Argon. You know, he he didn't like when he when he went into when he was in jail and things happened. I I said things that was true and he didn't like it. So up in there, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that that was something. You've been a good friend to him. So I don't know. I think the truth the truth is my friend, even if it's painful. I still like to hear it. Yeah. I still like. What's that? I, I still like to hear the truth, even when it's painful. I, yeah, it. I think. Well, it, if you remember, somebody ran into my house, met the girl, and she told me how she was so happy when they left that house. It was a mess, and and that and Pete didn't want to hear that. So yeah, so yeah, that, I, that's I what that. that house. They had a, They had a house in Henderson, I think. Yeah, he called it the sister's house. Well, there's anything but a sister's house. So <laughs> the girl, the girl even oh. took me and uh, Van Thornton through the house to look at it after they left. So I seen what was left. So. Wow, that's that's really that's really shocking. That's terrible. Well, I know Kenny, you were there for a lot of the trial, and um, and I, I want to talk about Governor Joe Lombardo. Um, to me, he was a one-man perjury circus. Yeah, well, he, when he came up for that day, and I even took his hand and helped him up on the trailer. If you remember, they, they had a, a deal with, uh, well, like they drove tractors up on a trailer, and I even took his hand and helped him up there because I thought he was a good guy, but it didn't take long for him. He wasn't any good either. All right. Hey, everybody, thank you so much. Freedom Time News Hour, done for another week. Richard and Kenny, thanks for your calls. Don, see you next week. Take care, Patricia. Thanks for the calls, guys. It was a great, great conversation. Thanks. will conclusively prove George Soros' role in orchestrating the pandemic. But first, dear patriots, the truth train has brought us a conspiracy in our own backyard. Now, you may think you know the story. Now, it's like I always say, there's a whole lot of bullshit out there. So I'd like to give Soros, Pelosi, the Zionists, the Mexican, the snowflakes, and Stay strong, truth tellers. Truth tellers. Stay strong. Stay strong. You're listening to RBN in defense of the Republic. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. I'm getting excited.